Good evening. My name is Sarah Morant with the Government of Alberta, and I'm your host tonight for this telephone town hall. Tonight I'm joined by Bree Hutchinson, Executive Director with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, Christy Tucker from Alberta Wildfire, Shane Hussey, Carla McLean, and Donna Mathieu with Alberta Health Services, and Natasha Polay from Canceling, Counseling Alberta. In addition, I'm supported tonight with colleagues from many departments across the government of Alberta, including the departments of Health, Education, Jobs, Economy, and Northern Development, Agriculture and Irrigation, Municipal Affairs, Indigenous Relations, Environment and Protected Areas, Mental Health and Addiction, and Seniors Community and Social Services. Before we hear from our speakers, let me start by explaining how this town hall will work. Right now, Albertans whose communities have been affected by wildfires are connecting to the call, and soon you'll have a chance to ask your question. You can get in line to ask a question right now or at any time by pressing star three on your phone and you'll be connected to an operator who will ask for your name and your community. We ask that you try to keep your questions brief this evening because there are many people on the line. And in order to ensure that our experts can answer as many questions as possible, I will read each one out loud. If you're listening online, you can submit a question at any time through that online portal. Now, I would like to welcome our first speaker, Bree Hutchinson, Executive Director with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, to share some opening remarks. Bree, please go ahead. Thank you, Sarah. And good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us for tonight's telephone town hall. I hope this platform helps you get the information you need, answers your questions, and addresses some of your concerns. Tonight, I'm joined by representatives from across the Alberta government. I'll provide a summary of supports and then turn it over to Christy Tucker from Alberta Wildfire to provide an update on the current wildfire status. Following increased fire activity in Fort Chippewan area, an evacuation order is also now in effect for the area, including the Miccosu Cree First Nation, Fort Chippewan Métis Nation, and Athabasca Chippewan First Nation. As of 2.30 p.m., over 820 people have been evacuated from Fort Chippewan, either by plane or boat. If you are registered with the Regional Municipality of Wood Buffalo and assigned accommodations, meals will be provided at your accommodation. If you are registered through Athabasca Chippewan First Nation or Miccosue Cree First Nation, please contact them directly for additional information. If you are living in areas under an evacuation order, you should register online as an evacuee. To register, visit My Alberta Emergency Registration System. Those having trouble with online access can call the Government of Alberta Call Centre at 310-4455 to register over the phone. We also ask that residents continue to follow the Regional Municipality of Wood Buffalo's website for the most current updates on the evacuation at rmwb.ca slash fortship. In other parts of the province, it is encouraging to see residents returning home. If you're among those who are returning, please closely follow your local authority's re-entry instructions to make sure the process goes smoothly. Your local authority will have information on re-entry plans on their websites and social media channels once evacuation orders are lifted and it's safe for residents to return home. There is also helpful information on alberta.ca about how to re-enter safely. Your continued safety is a priority for all of us. It is also crucial to remember that many residents who are returning home may continue to be on an evacuation alert. This means residents should still have a bag packed and a plan in place for evacuating again, should it be necessary. I know it is stressful to think of another potential evacuation, but it is a precaution meant to keep you and your family safe. So please remain vigilant and be prepared. We know people who have been evacuated are eager to return home, but it's important to listen to instructions from your local officials and wait for their official word. They will know the local situation best. So please stay informed by paying attention to trusted and verified information sources. Your safety is a priority for all of us. A reminder that you are eligible for an emergency evacuation payment if you have had to leave your primary residence for seven days or more due to an evacuation order. If you are eligible and haven't already done so, please apply for evacuation payments as soon as possible. These payments are in place to help you and your families 
and are in addition to monies available through your insurance policy. Applying online at alberta.ca slash emergency is the best way to get these payments with funds sent by e-transfer within 24 hours. If you're unable to receive an e-transfer, you can also visit one of nine Alberta supports offices to get a prepaid debit card. If you need additional emergency support, you can also call 310-4455, which is staffed 24-7. Finally, 211 is a great resource to find a variety of mental health supports. You can text or go online by just dialing 211 and they'll be able to refer you to resources like Counseling Alberta, which offers barrier-free and affordable or no-cost counseling services. Thank you, and I will now turn it over to Christy. Thanks so much for that, Bree. Before I pass it over to Christy, I just want to remind anyone who is just joining us for this conversation that you can, you can submit a question at any time by pressing star three on your phone, and one of our experts will be ready to answer your question. Now I would like to welcome Christy Tucker from Alberta Wildfire to give us an update before we move to questions. Christy, please go ahead. Thank you, Sarah. There are currently 59 wildfires in the forest protection area of the province. 16 of those are classified as out of control. So far this year, we've responded to 559 wildfires burning more than 1,114,000 hectares. Many areas of the province have received rain, reducing the wildfire danger in most of Alberta. And today was a good day. We saw minimal growth on wildfires in the province, allowing firefighters to make progress on containing them. Even up north where the wildfire danger has been elevated, there was low activity, including on the wildfire near Fort Chippewan. The size of the wildfire and distance to communities are not believed to have changed since yesterday. It remains an estimated 10 kilometers from the community of Fort Chippewan and 8,600 hectares in size. This continues to be our top priority. We have firefighters, helicopters, and air tankers support on this fire, working hard to contain the south and east flanks. And we're moving more resources to the fire in the days ahead. Today, more than 175 new firefighters are arriving from the Yukon, British Columbia, and the United States. And they'll be sent out to wildfires we continue to fight across the province. On Saturday, we'll be welcoming 200 and 15 from South Africa. This wildfire season is truly a, an international effort. Uh, now many other provinces across Canada are starting to experience the kind of extreme wildfire conditions we've been fighting here in Alberta for the last month. And we're very grateful to all of those who have already assisted us here and those who are still here in the province. Um, it's because of the strength of our resource sharing agreements that we can reach beyond our borders when Canada is facing an unprecedented wildfire situation like this. And we know we will be fighting these wildfires for months to come, but right now our firefighters are working to contain and secure them to help ensure the safety of our communities. Thanks. Thanks so much for that information, Christy, and thanks again to Bree from the Alberta Emergency Management Agency. For those of you that are just joining us, uh, my name is Sarah Morant. I am your host for tonight's Telephone Town Hall. Joining me this evening again are Bree Hutchinson from the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, Christy Tucker from Alberta Wildfire. We have Shane Hussey, Carla McLean, and Donna Mattier with Alberta Health Services and Natasha Polay from Counseling Alberta. In addition, I'm supported tonight with colleagues and experts from the following departments within the government of Alberta. The Department of Health, Education, Jobs, Economy and Northern Development, Agriculture and Irrigation, Municipal Affairs, Indigenous Relations, Environment and Protected Areas, Mental Health and Addiction, and Seniors Community and Social Services. Tonight, we are talking about the changing wildfire situation across Alberta, and if you have a question for any of those experts right now or at any time during the call, you can join the conversation by pressing star three, and one of our experts will be happy to welcome you to the queue. If you're listening online, you can simply enter a question at any time into that online portal. Now, I would like to get started with our first question of the evening. 
the first question comes in online from Eileen and says, does everyone from my home have to apply for this, the evacuee payment or just me? So I'll ask my colleague Brad Geddes with the Department of Seniors, Community and Social Services to please go ahead. Good evening. Thank you for the question, Sarah. <clears throat> I think it's important um, that as you're uh, as you evacuated uh, to follow the same process with registration, and that is uh, ensuring that each person um, is registered uh, as an evacuee. The second step I would suggest is having a conversation of who is going to register adults and who is going to register children in the household. Uh, sometimes uh, it's easy for parents to um, assume that the other parent is doing it, and it takes a little bit of paperwork to get that sorted out. So um, I would encourage you to uh, have a conversation uh, and uh, when you apply online. The, the second uh, point, I would, the third point I would share is that um, given that uh, it's still a little early to apply for those uh, communities that have been evacuated to Port McMurray, you will get an email saying that your application is on hold. And what we're doing is that we're getting it in the queue. And when we hit seven days, that's when the payments would then be issued. Uh, so don't worry if you do get that email. Um, so in summary, uh, please have a conversation with the other family members and uh, do your best to apply for both yourself and your children. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, Brad. And just a reminder, if you've just joined and you would like to ask a question to any of our experts, you can do so by pressing star three right now or at any time. The next question that was submitted through the online portal says, how many firefighters are in Fort Chip right now? So I'll ask my colleague, Christy Tucker with Alberta Wildfire to please go ahead. Thank you for the question. Uh, we do have a number of firefighters on the fire in Fort Chip. We have 42 there on the ground and an eight person incident management team managing uh, the incident. Uh, we have had uh, quite smoky conditions there uh, today, um, so uh, the air tankers were not able to fly as much as they uh, would have been able to, but we have had success uh, with the um, helicopters and the buckets, uh, and they had some very good cycles on the fire line there. We also had crew on the ground who were able to go out and start working on uh, on to uh, be able to deploy today because of the decrease in fire behavior that we saw on that fire today. So uh, some some significant firefighting work going on uh, with helicopters and with the crew that we had on the ground. So more resources coming there over the coming days as well. Thanks very much, Christy. Our next question is submitted online from Gloria and it says, I evacuated quickly and I didn't remember to pack my prescriptions. What can I do? So I'll ask my colleague Wanda Obi from the Department of Health to please go ahead. Hi, Gloria, thank you for that question. I'm sorry to hear um, that you're in that situation. It's certainly important that you continue to maintain your health and wellness and continue taking any of your required prescription medications. So Alberta pharmacies all across the province have received communication from the government to support Albertans evacuated due to wildfires and they are able to help you. So you can go to any pharmacy, your nearest pharmacy and explain your situation. The pharmacist will assess your health their needs and will confirm your prescription and your provincial health number through Alberta's electronic medical records. If you have any other health questions, uh, I would encourage you to please call Alberta Health Services Health Link at 811, where registered nurses are available 24 hours a day to answer your questions. Hope that helps and do take care. Thank you. Thanks, Wanda. Our next question comes from Ben, and Ben says, is everyone evacuated from Fort Chip? So I'll ask Bree Hutchinson with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead. Thanks for your question, Ben. So as I stated, there's about 800, just over 820 people that we have registered that are evacuated from Fort Chip One right now. And those are the folks that came off by the multiple planes we had flying in into um, Fort McMurray. We did have a number of residents as well that are evacuated to Fort Mackay by boat. 
So uh, I can tell you there are also still some members of the community that stayed in Fort Chippewan to help with the response and to support the first responders in there as well, assisting with the fire. So all uh, we've got the vast majority of people out. There are still some people that have stayed there to help with the response. And this is with the local officials um, permission and support to be there. Thanks very much for that, Bree. And just a reminder, again, if you would like to join this conversation by asking a question or making a comment, you can do so by pressing star three on your phone and for anyone listening online by submitting it into the online portal. Our next question comes from Carita in Fort Chippewan and says, for funds available, can we create a profile now, three days evacuated? So when they hit seven days evacuated, the funds would be ready. So I'll ask my colleague, Brad Geddes from the Department of Seniors, Community and Social Services to please go ahead. Thank you very much, Katrina. This is a great question, as I'm sure other people uh, are also wondering. Yes, you can apply uh, for and uh, do on the online application at alberta.ca slash emergency. Uh, your application will be held uh, until the seventh day. And uh, in the interim, you'll get an email uh, that's letting you know that your file is on hold. If for some reason on the uh, seventh day, uh, you don't receive the funds in your account, I would encourage you to check two things. One, um, check your uh, junk folder or deleted folder in your emails. Sometimes um, it gets buried in there. Um, and if you don't see it there, please give us a call at 310-4455. Again, that number is 310-4455. And one of our very friendly staff would be pleased to help you. If you are evacuated to uh, Fort McMurray, uh, we do have an Alberta Supports Office. It's located in the provincial building um, in uh, the downtown area of Fort McMurray. And um, if you want, you can go there in person and we'd be glad to help you as well. Look up your account and resolve any issues that you may have. So uh, thank you very much for the question. I hope uh, that you're able to return home soon, but in the event you don't, we'd be pleased to help you with the evacuation payment. Back to you, Sarah, thank you. Thanks, Brad. And a reminder for anyone who has just joined the call, you can ask a question by pressing star three on your phone. The next question that came in is from Katrina in Edson. And Katrina says, my email link expired to get the funds. What should I do? So I'm going to go back to my colleague, Brad Geddes with Seniors Community and Social Services. Great, thanks, Sarah. Uh, Katrina, um, probably the best thing to do is to give us a call at 310-4455 and ask to speak to the evacuation payments team. They will be able to uh, reissue a new email. Um, if for some reason that's not convenient for you or that doesn't work, feel free to visit our Alberta Supports Office. They'll be able to uh, in person and they'll be able to help you out with that. Um, it is uh, very understandable uh, when you're returning home, there's so many things to think about. Uh, so don't worry, those funds will still be sitting there waiting for you. Just give us a call again at 310-4455 and we'll do our best to get those funds to you right away. I hope everything's okay. Thank you. Thanks, Brad. Our next question is submitted online from Luke, and it says, where are the military helping right now? So I'll ask Bree Hutchinson with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please start, and then I'll check with Christy Tucker from Alberta Wildfire to see if you have anything more to share. Bree, let's start with you. Thanks, Sarah. So the Canadian Armed Forces are helping us in a number of ways. Uh, there are 200 Armed Forces members that are helping with the wildfire activities. Uh, and I'm sure Christy will be able to provide locations of where they're at. We also do have air resources being used by Canadian Forces. So we did have a Hercules aircraft that helped with evacuating people out of Fort Chippewan and also bringing in heavy equipment for uh, the structural protection units. So these are sprinkler systems and other things uh, that are required to help assist in the community of Fort Chippewan to protect the community and the homes. Um, so we did have some resources there brought in by the armed forces. Um, but I'll turn it over to Chrissy to talk a bit more, maybe perhaps about where some of those members are supporting with the wildfire group. Thank you, Bree. 
Um, yes, we do have uh, two companies now. They're uh, large groups and they are helping with basic firefighting duties. So they are helping with some of the work on the ground that's involved in actually um, bringing the fires under control and, and eventually to extinguish them. Uh, we do have one company that's currently based in Fox Creek. And uh, they have been there for a little while working on that uh, fire there. And we have another that is currently repositioning uh, and they will uh, be established uh, hopefully tomorrow. Um, and what that involves is it's quite a, a large operation logistically to move 100 um, troops uh, across the province. So we are working with that. So I don't want to um, preclude where they're located, but they will be moving to a new location uh, in the next day or so. Thanks very much to both of you for that helpful information. And just a reminder for those people listening online, if you would like to ask a question, you can simply enter it into that online portal at any time during this call. The next question came in through the online portal from Sandy and says, where can we get the most current info about air quality in our communities? So I'll ask my colleague, MC Bouchard from the Department of Environment and Protected Areas to please go ahead. Thank you. Uh, good evening and really good question. I'm sure a lot of people are wondering the same. So for the most recent <clears throat> and hourly updates on air quality uh, in or nearby your community, please go to airquality.alberta.ca, all spelled out, where you'll find very useful information that explains what the air quality index is all about, how it relates to your personal health situation, and a map where you'll be able to see um, the relevant information. Hopefully that's helpful. Thank you. Thanks for the information, MC. Our next question is from Paul in Drayton Valley. And Paul says, I applied for the money right away, received a confirmation email, but haven't received the funds. Why? The confirmation email was May 24th. So I'll ask my colleague, Brad Geddes from the Department of Seniors, Community and Social Services to please go ahead. Thank you very much, Sarah. Paul, that's an extended period of time that's beyond what we would expect. Um, I don't have your file directly in front of me, but my staff can look it up and uh, come up with a solution to get you the funds that you need. Uh, as I appreciate being evacuated, you had costs that are that uh, you do not anticipate. So please give us a call at 310-4455. Um, I would encourage you to have the confirmation email available um, and we'll do our best to uh, resolve it right away. If for some reason that doesn't work, you can always visit an Alberta Supports Office in person. I would encourage you to bring a piece of identification like a driver's license or other government issued ID um, as that will help to expedite things. So. Thanks, Paul, for letting us know. We don't want anyone um, having to take so long to get their funds. Uh, let's see what we can do to help you. Thanks. Sarah, back to you. Thanks for the information, Brad. Our next question comes from Tracy in Edson. And Tracy says, what's the status of the fire in Edson? So I'll ask Christy Tucker with Alberta Wildfire to please go ahead. Good evening, Tracy. Uh, well, it's, uh, there's been no growth on that fire, part of the Pembina complex uh, near the town of Edson. It is still uh, 14 kilometers from town, and we've seen very low fire activity on, the, on that fire, on all of the fires on that complex. The crews have been actively engaged and they've made good progress with uh, the firefighting that they've been doing. We have bulldozers creating containment lines on the northern and southern sides of the complex. Uh, in the north, they have successfully completed and, and secured the perimeter of uh, one of the excursions of the wildfire EWF031. That is the one that was nearest uh, to Edson. And they've secured that perimeter now and uh, crews have expanded fire guard in the area. So. Fire behavior was minimal through the day because of the cooler temperatures and higher humidity, which always helps. Uh, and rain showers and thunderstorms did move into some areas of the wildfire complex this afternoon. And uh, many parts of the fires received some measurable uh, precipitation, which will certainly help the work of firefighters uh, significantly. Thanks very much, Christy. 
And for anyone who is listening on the phone and would like to join the conversation by asking a question, a reminder, you can do so by pressing star three. And for folks listening online, you can simply enter a question into that online portal at any time. The next question was submitted online from Beth, and it says, where can I find mental health supports if I've been evacuated? So I'll ask my colleague, Evan Romano, with the Department of Mental Health and Addiction to please go ahead. Hi there, Beth. Thanks so much for the, the question and for reaching out about this really important uh, need. There are absolutely mental health supports available virtually uh, or in communities where you might uh, be located. And I, I didn't hear where specifically, but there are resources anywhere. Uh, first, 211 is a, a helpline and online database of Alberta's community and, and social services. And 211 is answered by and updated very regularly by highly trained specialists. So to access either digital supports or, or find local services or resources, you can call or text INFO, I-N-F-O, to 211, or you can visit them online at ab.211.caa.ca. But one of the types of supports, and I'll invite Natasha, my colleague from Counseling Alberta, uh, one of the, the resources that they could refer you to for mental health uh, is to access virtually counseling services through Counseling Alberta. And you can reach them at counselingalberta.com or by calling 1-833-827-4230. But I'll let Natasha uh, fill you in a little bit more on the types of mental health supports that Counseling Alberta can offer. Natasha? Thank you so much, Evan, and thank you for the question, Beth. Um, so Counseling Alberta is a division of Calgary Counseling Center. Uh, we provide virtual and in some cases in-person counseling to Albertans. Uh, counseling is available to all Al Albertans outside the city of Calgary for a low cost and it's subsidized by the province. Um, so as Evan mentioned, if you're interested, you can visit our website at counselingalberta.com. Uh, you can call us at 1-833-827-4230, and one of our intake volunteers will be happy to assist you. Our phone lines are open Monday to Friday from 9 to 12, and then from 1 to 4. Um, any intakes uh, are assigned to a member of our counseling team on the same day that they're processed, and the assigned counselor will reach out to you on the same day. Um, and same-day appointments are available as well if needed. Thanks so much. Back to you, Sarah. Thanks very much to both of you for that important information. The next question comes in online from Sam and says, what if I can't return um, due to health and I have no insurance? What are my options? So I'll ask my colleague Brad Geddes with the Department of Seniors, Community and Social Services to please go ahead. Thank you, Sarah. Sam, I appreciate uh, with an evacuation, um, there's so many things that go unplanned and it can be very stressful uh, and, and impact many people's health. Um, the good news is, is that there are resources available uh, to help you with either temporary accommodations till you can go home, uh, as well as one-way transportation back to your home uh, when you are ready uh, and cleared by physicians or other in your care team. Um, I would encourage you to uh, take two actions. One is if you're at a reception center um, or uh, you've been working with the reception center to check in with them to, see, to confirm what options there are. Um, second one is to please give us a call at 310-4455 and ask for emergency benefits. This is a different team than emergency payments. Um, emergency benefits team can provide you with uh, short-term accommodations as well as transportation options uh, and uh, if it's beyond what we can provide we will link you with other uh, organizations uh, such as the Red Cross and others that have these resources. So again Sam uh, appreciate your in tough spot please give us a call at 310-4455 and ask for emergency benefits. All the best. Sam. Thank you. Back to you Sam. Thanks very much Brad. And just a reminder, we do have a lot of time available for excellent questions, and there is still an opportunity for you to submit those by pressing star three on your phone, and one of our operators would be happy to take that. The next question comes from Paul, and Paul says, is there information about pets who've been evacuated from Fort Chip? 
So I'll ask Bree Hutchinson with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead. Thanks so much for your question, Paul. I think a lot of us are concerned about animals getting out and no matter where people are evacuating from. So what I can tell you is that in regards to this evacuation with Fort Chipewyan, uh, the rural, rural municipality of Wood Buffalo, as, long, as well as the, the two First Nations in the Métis settlement, were ensuring that we were able to provide supports for folks with animals to get out. So on the flights, uh, and this was earlier today, so this might have been changed by then, but there were 71 dogs and seven cats uh, on the flights that were able to get out. There were also many more animals that were evacuated via boat with their owners uh, going to Fort Mackay. So we did have quite a few there. Um, and there are supports available as well for people that um, were unable to take their pets. There is through the rural municipality of Wood Buffalo, um, they're providing resources to ensure that someone else can get back in to um, feed the pets and take care of them as needed. So if you are someone who evacuated and were unable to get your pet out and are concerned about it, if you go to rmwb.ca slash fortship, um, they'll be able to get you some support to ensure that your pet is taken care of. Thanks very much for that important information, Bree. Our next question was submitted through the online portal and it asks, how is the fire near Rainbow Lake? So I'll ask Christy Tucker from Alberta Wildfire to please go ahead. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, well, as I said, it was a, a good day for firefighters today and uh, we saw minimal activity on that Long Lake fire, which is HWF 036 near the town of Rainbow Lake and Deneta First Nation. Uh, it has been minimal activity on the perimeters of the fire and no significant growth there. Uh, there is an incident management team in command and, and firefighters and helicopters, uh, heavy equipment and structural protection teams are all working on that fire. Uh, the community zones are, are the top priority for firefighters and they're working on containment lines and reinforcing containment lines to the south with the help of helicopters uh, that are dropping uh, water from buckets. Uh, so certainly a lot of work happening and, and good day today for firefighters with the low activity on the fire, giving them a chance to go in and continue their work. Thanks very much, Christy. Our next question comes in online from Henri and Henri says, what is the time frame for repayment with regards to the emergency response benefit? So I'll ask my colleague Brad Geddes from Seniors Community and Social Services to please go ahead. Thank you very much, Henri, for the question. Um, I think it's important to share that the one-time emergency evacuation payment is intended uh, for you to use to reimburse your costs regarding evacuations. Um, it's not intended for you to have to repay. We have confirmed that uh, it does not count uh, against uh, other government programs such as employment insurance, upper uh, income support, assured income for severely handicapped, uh, or WCB payment. Uh, it also we have confirmed with Insurance Code Canada and the insurers that operate in Alberta um, that you can claim for the evacuation payment as well as insurance payments. So um, it's highly unlikely that you would be required to repay. I hope that answered your question. Thank you. Thanks again, Brad. Our next question comes in online from Ken, and Ken says, my community is currently under evacuation alert. How much time will I have to leave if I need to? So I'll ask Bree Hutchinson with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead. Thanks for your question, Ken. So with the evacuation alert, your local authority will tell you how much time you have. This does depend on how close the wildfire is and the risks, as well as how far you have to go to get out of your community um, and what resources available to help you leave safely. So for instance, our uh, the community members and communities such as Fort Chippewan or Fox Lake that are quite remote must have shorter time periods to evacuate as it takes longer to get them out and it's more uh, complex. Whereas if you're a community that has ample access by road and other means, then sometimes, and the fire is 
some distance away, there might be more time for an evacuation. So the thing I would recommend is uh, if whatever community you're in when you're on evacuation alert is to check out your local authorities websites or social media pages or call them to ask how long your alert time is. You also can check out the Alberta Emergency Alert mobile app uh, for the alerts for your area. There is detail on there that will provide you critical information, including how long of alert you're on, or you can check out alberta.ca slash emergency for more information specific for your community about uh, how long the alert is if they've issued an Alberta emergency alert. Thanks for that, Bree. And just a reminder for anyone who hasn't had an opportunity yet and would like to ask a question, you can do so by pressing star three on your phone and one of our operators will be happy to take the question. The next one comes from Neil in Fort Chippewan and, Nick, and Neil says, do we have to wait seven days before filing for the evacuee payment? So I'll ask my colleague Brad Geddes with the Department of Seniors, Community and Social Services to please go ahead. Thank you, Neil. That's a great question. Um, I would suggest that it, there's two steps. One is I would encourage you to uh, register as an evacuee uh, with the uh, regional municipality with Buffalo uh, or uh, visiting our website, alberta.ca slash emergency. By doing these things, you'll receive notifications uh, and links uh, to, to apply for evacuation payments. You can apply before seven days. You're very likely though to receive an email um, indicating that your file is on hold. Um, and uh, what we're doing is we're putting them in the queue. And then around seven day or the eighth day uh, is when your payment will be issued. So uh, you can apply, but you it will be held uh, until we get to that point. We are hoping that people can return home, uh, but as always, we have to plan that, that you may not. So that's the value of the uh, evacuation payment. If you have other financial needs uh, beyond what the evacuation payment is providing and beyond the resources um, of the, the, the very um, well-prepared evacuation center in RMWB, uh, I would encourage you to call 310-4455. Thank you. Thanks very much for that, Brad. Our next question is submitted from Lucy listening online and says, I know some people who couldn't listen to this town hall tonight. Will there be a recording somewhere? So great question for you from you, Lucy. Thanks very much. I am happy to let you and others know that this telephone town hall alongside all of the wildfire telephone town halls are available to listen to anytime at alberta.ca slash emergency. There is an audio recording for each one and you can listen there and um, find any information you may need at alberta.ca slash emergency. Our next question comes in um, online and it says, I don't want to get the Alberta ID. Can I still get the payment? So I'll ask Brad Geddes with the Department of Seniors, Community and Social Services to please go ahead. Well, that, that's an excellent question. Uh, I appreciate that not everyone is comfortable uh, with formal ID uh, for a number of different reasons. Um, if you have uh, other identification card, uh, say um, one uh, treaty card or, or a Métis card, I would encourage you to visit the Alberta Supports Office. It's on Franklin Avenue in Fort McMurray, and they'll be able to help you with a different type of payment, which is a preloaded debit card. Um, they, they, Funds on the card work just the same uh, as a debit card or a credit card, and you can use those for uh, resources that you may need that the reception center cannot provide. Um, also, uh, they can arrange for other benefits you may need, uh, for example, if you need emergency medicine uh, or replacement of uh, uh, medical equipment, they can help you work with Alberta Aid Stay Living. So, um, again, you don't need to apply online using government-issued ID. Uh, the alternative is you could go to Alberta Supports Office. Uh, and again, in Fort McMurray, it is on Franklin Avenue at the provincial building, uh, if that is where you're evacuated to. Uh, all the best, and I hope that we will be able to help you quickly. Thank you. Thanks, Brad. Our next question is from Lewis in East Prairie, and Lewis says, 
who determines what help goes where? So I'll ask my colleague Christy Tucker with Alberta Wildfire to please go ahead. Hi, Lewis. Thanks for the question. Um, I, I'll explain a little bit about how we uh, manage wildfires in the province, just to give you some context on that. We have 10 forest areas in the forest protection area, and uh, those are all have their individual fire centers, and they're run by people who live there, who know the communities uh, very well, and they uh, have a, make the operational decisions on uh, what they need um, and where, how the fires are behavior behaving and, and what's happening and, and how best to respond to it. And they're coordinating with the Alberta Wildfire Coordination Center, which is centrally in Edmonton, working with all the forest areas. And uh, they're getting uh, requests, they're getting information on a constant basis from the forest areas. And, and some of the factors that come into sort of making the decisions um, are basically they go back to our five provincial priorities. And, and these are the things that we keep in mind all the time when we're allocating firefighters and, and um, aircraft and resources wherever we need to send them. And number one, I always say this, but it, number one, uh, that they're looking at is human life. What's the threat to human life from this uh, wildfire? Number two are our communities. Uh, number three, is there a significant threat to the environment like the watershed and sensitive soils? Uh, number four, uh, how are natural resources going to be negatively affected? And number five, is there important infrastructure that could be affected by the wildfire? And those are an area of importance. So when we have a number of wildfires that are potentially threatening human life, certainly threatening communities, uh, those fires become our highest priorities. And what they have to do then is evaluate exactly how large of a threat, how immediate is the threat, and how they how soon and how um, immediately do they need to be responded to. So those are some of the things that, that they're discussing uh, when they're talking about where uh, resources are going. And of course, when we need to bring in more from outside, when we have a number of demands at the same time, um, and we are we have talking basically constantly with the forest areas throughout the day on allocating the resources. Thanks for that information, Christy. And just a reminder, if you haven't had a chance or if you have another question you do want to enter into our conversation this evening, you can do so by pressing star three right now on your phone. Our next question comes from Jack and Jack says, I don't have a smartphone or a computer with me. How can I register as an evacuee? So I'll ask my colleague Bree Hutchinson with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead. So if you don't have a smartphone or ability to access the internet, that's no problem. One of the things you can do is actually go to whichever evacuation center you were advised to go to. Um, so that would be the first thing I would say is definitely go to the evacuation center that you were advised to go to in that community. The other thing you can do is actually just call 310-4455 and they can help assist you on this or connect you in uh, with the folks that are best suited to assist you on this. Thanks very much for that information, Bree. Our next question comes from Carita in Fort Chippewan and says, for community members back in Fort Chip, are they able to get these funds if they stayed back to assist? And a second question from Carita says, it says there's an evacuation code that will be mailed to your address, but if we are displaced, we cannot get this code. So is this code needed? I'll go to my colleague, Brad Geddes, with Seniors, Community and Social Services for that question. Thanks, Brad. Thank you so much, Sarah. Krita, uh, I appreciate that the process uh, may not be clear, and I'll do my best to explain it. Uh, if for some reason uh, I don't answer your questions, please don't hesitate to call 310-4455, and we'll be able to give you more specifics. So to start off, uh, for community members that stay back and for CHIP to help with the response and protect the community, they will be eligible. Um, it is understood that uh, families at times get separated uh, and some members uh, need to leave and some members need to stay behind, but the family's still impacted. So for those persons that stay back, they still be able to apply. Um, the date uh, is not based on the 
they'll be eligible for up to 30 days after the community returns. Uh, so there is plenty of time for them to access the funds. Um, the second piece I would share is with regards to applying, um, there's two levels of security that are used. The basic level is when you put in the information from your driver's license, uh, including your name, date of birth, and uh, one of the secure codes that you're asked for from your driver's license or government identification card. That's the level that's needed in order to uh, apply uh, and get funds. Now, there's a second level. Uh, it's referred to as verified. It's more secure. And that's when uh, a code will be mailed to you. Now, we appreciate that mail will have to be redirected. Um, you don't have to wait for that code to apply. Um, that's just an extra uh, service that's provided, but it's not necessary for you to receive your money. So again, um, you can access uh, the registration system and that same process and similar website uh, is alberta.ca slash emergency where you can apply for evacuation payments. Um, use the, the basic um, uh, information and apply there. If you have any problems whatsoever, we have staff that are wonderful and far more eloquent to me uh, that can walk you through the process and uh, they're very friendly. So please give them a call at 310-4455. Ask for assistance with your emergency evacuation payment and they'll help you out. Um, there's one more resource I would mention. Again, uh, our colleagues from Alberta Supports will be in person, will be in place uh, at the Alberta Supports office. Uh, and we are working with the Regional Municipality with Buffalo uh, to also have staff join the reception center uh, later um, this week or early next week. So we're just making those plans now. Uh, so if for some reason you can't get to the Alberta Sports Office, uh, we'll come to you at the reception center. Just give us a little bit of time. Uh, so uh, thank you very much, Krita. Those were wonderful questions. Uh, and if you didn't catch the number, please call 310-4455 or visit the website at alberta.ca backslash emergency. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks very much for that information, Brad. The next two questions are about the status of the fire in Fort Chippewan. The first comes from Ron, listening online, and says, I heard the winds are good, moving the fire away from Fort Chip. Is this still the case tonight? And the second question from Christopher, listening online, says, have fire crews given any indication when they hope for the Fort Chippewan fire to be contained? So I'll ask my colleague, Christy Tucker from Alberta Wildfire to please go ahead. Um, thanks, Sarah. Um, Ron, I'll start with uh, your question. Uh, yes, we have been uh, continuing to have uh, uh, good luck with the winds uh, still coming from the south and relatively light today. Uh, we've seen pretty low fire behavior on that fire, uh, which uh, has allowed us to get in there with crews and do some firefighting on the ground. Um, uh, the relative humidity in the area was favorable for most of the day, which is something that, that's good for firefighters. It leads to less fire behavior uh, because it's a little damper and the, the fire doesn't uh, react quite the way it does when it's dry. So winds were light uh, all day. And what we have been experiencing, uh, something that's uh, called lake effect. And if you live in Fort Chippewan, maybe you're familiar with the, the fact that you can have slightly different winds near the lake than you would have elsewhere. Uh, so that's when the, the air is interacting with the, the water there to sort of create unusual currents uh, and the wind. So that can, can be slightly unpredictable for fire. Uh, but certainly I think it has the overall story is that the wind has been good to, to firefighters today and um, you know continuing to hope that the wind uh, makes it easier for firefighters to to work on containing that fire as much as they possibly can now as to christopher's question as to how long that will take well i wish i knew uh, christopher they are continuing uh, right now to to work on the fire 
uh, on the ground and in the air. They have helicopters uh, working uh, with buckets and, and air tankers. And uh, I'm sure the, the firefighters would love to give you a, a date as to when it will be completely contained. But right now they're focusing on the job that they have uh, in hand, and that is containing the fire as much as they possibly uh, can. Uh, one of the main factors, and I've been talking about humidity and moisture, and, and when I say we've seen extreme fire uh, danger levels in the north of the province, it's because it has received less rain overall. So the, the, the vegetation, the woods and the forest, the trees are, are drier than they are elsewhere in the province right now. And when we have those really dry forest fuels, uh, dry grasses, that can really um, make the fire sort of sit up and, and act a, a, lot more, um, a lot more active than it would be in other areas where you have more moisture in the, in the vegetation. So uh, we are um, significantly going to be helped if we get some some moisture on that fire. Uh, firefighters are um, working as hard as they can with the lower fire behavior that they're seeing today. Um, but uh, uh, certainly no one would make any promises for how quickly that fire can be contained unless uh, we're able to get some more moisture up there that will help those fuels uh, get a little more humidity and a little more moisture in there and mean they're they're less active in the way that they're burning. Thanks very much, Christy. Our next question is from Neil in Fort Chippewan. And Neil says, when it's time to return to our community, will we have to pay for transportation back ourselves? So I'll ask my colleague Bree Hutchinson with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead. Good question, Neil, and obviously something that folks would be concerned about, but generally speaking in these circumstances, especially for Fort Chippewan, where you are in a remote community and have to be evacuated by plane or by boat, uh, the local authorities, so what, whatever community you live in up there, recognizing there were multiple ones impacted, will help to assist to get you back home. This will not be a cost that you have to carry yourself personally. So I would suggest, depending which community you're from, is that you um, chat with your local officials about this, but those type of things are supported for sure to ensure people get back home safely. Thanks again, Bree. Our next question submitted online from Al says, I saw there are a lot of other fires across Canada. So are there more firefighters still coming to help us in Alberta? I'll ask my colleague Christy Tucker from Alberta Wildfire to please go ahead. Hi Al, uh, thanks for the question. Uh, yes, we are starting to see uh, wildfires pick up uh, across the country. We were certainly, I think, the earliest to see the kind of extreme uh, wildfire behavior, and we had such an unusual spring, so much activity already so far. We're, we're breaking records here in Alberta. Now, uh, very sorry to see the same um, kind of activity picking up elsewhere in the province. Uh, we were lucky early on. Uh, we were able to bring in a lot of firefighters from other provinces because they had not started uh, to see wildfires picking up um, there and uh, we were able to take advantage of, of that. Many of those who have already come from other provinces have already gone home because uh, our wildfire season has been going on for, for a while now and it has been intense for about a month. So uh, we are continuing to bring in resources and fortunately we have agreements with other countries and we're able to um, bring in firefighters that we know uh, will understand uh, the same system, will be trained to the standard that we expect. And so that's why we develop these agreements um, uh, on the off season and we've used them many times over the years. So as I said today, we had 175 arriving today, some of those from the United States, some from other provinces in Canada that are, are seeing less activity than we are. Uh, we also have 215 firefighters coming from South Africa on Saturday. We have Australian and New Zealand firefighters here in the country and there's, I mean, in the province and they're spread out all across the province. Uh, and we are expecting um, more in the next week as well. So we have plans in place uh, to bring in uh, hundreds more in the next week. So certainly I understand that the, the, 
drained on resources is nationwide now, but because we have these agreements in place, we do have other places that we can look when the, our Canadian uh, fellow Canadian firefighters are busy with wildfire season in their own provinces, we can go further abroad when we need to. Thanks for that, Christy. And with just a short time left, if you haven't had a chance to join the conversation by asking a question, I will remind you, you can still press star three on your phone and one of our operators will help you join our queue. And for anyone that's still listening online, you can also ask a question just by putting it in that portal, um, just like Brenda has for our very next question. And Brenda says, where can I go to offer help and support for the evacuees from Fort Chiff? So I'll ask my colleague Bree Hutchinson with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead. Thank you so much, Brenda. And I, I've got to say one of the things that always um, comes through in these awful situations, emergencies, is how much Albertans want to come together and help each other out. So there are a number of options you can do to help. One of the best ones, um, be, just because of how it's set up with the agreement with Canadian Red Cross for a three to one, so uh, donations, if you do a dollar, both the federal government and the Alberta government are matching it. Um, so if you want to check out uh, the Canadian Red Cross, you can go to redcross.ca and look up the Alberta Wildfires 2023. 20, uh, there is a lot of information there about how you can provide support to people impacted by the wildfires. You can also call them at 1-800-418-1111. That's probably one of the best ways to provide assistance. Um, you can also um, connect in with local authorities that are being impacted to provide support. Um, I, will, I will warn on that though, if there's uh, communities are actively involved in response with evacuating individuals and battling the wildfires, uh, I would, probably tell you to go to the Red Cross instead as those local authorities are usually um, pretty uh, maxed out in a, in a good way, but as, as in providing the support to ensure the response is, is being most effective. So that might be a better way is going to the Red Cross, but some of these communities where people are returning home, I would encourage you to check out some of the local charities um, and not-for-profits within those communities too, to check out for information of uh, local organizations that can help those people that had to leave their homes have now come home or been negatively impacted by the wildfire. Thanks for your great question. Thanks very much for that, Bree. Another question that's come in online from Margie says, how close is the fire to the Fort Chip Airport? Um, so I'll ask Christy Tucker from Alberta Wildfire to please go ahead. Hi, Margie. Uh, well, fortunately, uh, the fire has not moved uh, significantly today. We haven't seen ex extreme behavior on that fire, and it hasn't moved closer to, than the uh, four kilometers to the Fort Ship Airport. We realize, obviously, the, the airport is a lifeline for the community, and that is uh, an area that is a, a priority area for firefighters working very hard to, to do what they can to um, to protect uh, the airport, but uh, it has not moved and um, hoping for uh, more favorable conditions again tomorrow. Thanks for that information, Christy. Um, a final question that was submitted online says, I already registered at Archie Simpson. Do I still need to register again? So I'll ask Bree Hutchinson from the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead. So perfect, you already registered at your local reception center. That's exactly what you should do. So that registration helps connect you to those immediate supports required in the first few days of the evacuation. So now that you're registered there, you'll get more information about some of the other supports that you get as an evacuee. However, um, for the emergency evacuation payments, there is another uh, area to register for to ensure that you're on the list of that. So if you go to alberta.ca slash emergency, there's more information when you scroll down for looking emergency evacuation payments. So that's the only other registration you'll have to do at this time um, for those type of resources. The other thing that I would advise you is if you have not already done so is talk to your insurance provider as well. And I, I know uh, we don't have any colleagues today on from the Insurance Bureau of Canada, but I would recommend you checking with your insurance provider too when you're evacuating just to provide them any information about uh, what's going on and, and checking out what your policy is if you do have a policy on that. Um, but otherwise, yeah, as I said, for the emergency evacuation payments, you're gonna have to check out that as well and just go to Alberta 
www.ca.ca slash emergency or in the alternative, um, I understand the great work that the Regional Municipality of Wood Buffalo has done in setting up this uh, reception center. They'll be able to provide you supports there too to advise you of how to set up for the emergency evacuation payments or connect you in with uh, colleagues from seniors community social services to help support you on that as well. Thanks very much, Bree. And I would like to just take a moment to thank everyone for submitting such important questions this evening. I hope that you were able to find access to information you were looking for about the wildfire and supports available to you and your communities. I encourage you to visit alberta.ca slash emergency or to dial 310-4455 at any time for more information. Thank you to our experts for hosting this telephone town hall this evening, including my colleagues from across the government of Alberta and our partners in wildfire conversations, including the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, Alberta Wildfire, Alberta Health Services, and Counseling Alberta. Thank you all for participating in these important conversations. Stay safe and good night.